Hey, well, welcome to another episode of the Life After Ministry podcast. My name is Matt Davis, and I'm here with my beautiful wife, Marilee. Hey, everybody. So I didn't know if we were actually going to make it this far, not us marriage-wise, but this podcast. Yeah, it's hard to believe that the first episode of this launched in September, and it's only been a couple of months. Here we are in December, wrapping up the season wrapping up 2023 and it's actually amazing how much how many people we've talked to you and the growth that we've seen on this podcast yeah it's been uh amazing because there's been thousands and thousands of people from all over the place we've had so many people who've written in and said this is so helpful for me the season i find myself in um, what I'm going through. And what we, I think we've also found is there's no end to the amount of guests that we can have. We have so many already recorded, ready for next season. But what we wanted to do is this is episode 15, and we wanted to just put a, a little bit of a line in the sand and a marker and say, this is the end of season one. And we're going we're gonna to just take a moment to recap and to look back. Uh, we're a little bit uh, reflective as, as far as people go, and we like to just take stock of what is it that we just went through and how are we doing? And you, of all people, um, it's kind of funny to even just hear you say to other people, yeah, I have a podcast and you're on a podcast because... I did not, not see this coming for myself. Yes, that's right. And and the other guys, Bill and Noe, uh, when we talked about this, originally it was just going to be me writing this. And thank goodness you joined in, but you were a little bit of a reluctant participant at first. Is that right? Yeah. And if I'm being honest, I still cringe a little bit when I hear my voice coming uh-huh. through the speaker when it's played back. Like, yeah. Ooh. yeah. But honestly, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. I've enjoyed it. And I really can't believe the amazing people that we've gotten to talk to this season, people that I would have never met if I hadn't agreed to do this crazy thing with you. And really like incredible people with amazing stories where God is doing uh, transformative work. And it's been really an honor to be able to have the conversations that we've gotten to have yeah. this season. So let's do this. I want to do three things in this podcast. Number one is let's just talk about what is it that we've learned uh, that you and I, what, what are kind of the highlights, the things that have showed up as themes in some of these conversations. Uh, number two, let's actually listen to and hear from somebody who's gone through the process with pastoral transitions and live to tell about it and talk a little bit about where they're at now. Well, so we have a testimonial. And then the last thing is, well, what does it look like for us going forward? What What is the next season uh, of this podcast? What does this next season of ministry look like? So let's start with that first one. What is it that has really kind of floated to the surface for us and and things that you've seen as a this is a highlight. This is something that continued to come up as a theme in our conversations with people. Well, I think, first of all, we just have to acknowledge that the group of people that we have talked to in this last season have come out of a pastoral transition or a ministry tra- transition, um, and most of them are still in ministry. So one thing I've been thinking about is what is it about this specific group of people that has enabled them to do that? Because I know that this isn't the story of a lot of people, but it just happens to be the demographic that we've been talking to is people who have gone through it, made it through and come out strong on the other side. And we didn't even really seek any of these people. I think most of these people came to us or found us. We found each other in the process. So it wasn't like we were 
we we were we're not as intentional maybe as we should have been but really like we just kind of said well god's gonna do what god's gonna do and we just kind of left it all up to chance i guess i mean maybe we need to do a podcast with a few people who didn't make it super well through the ministry and are doing different things but i don't know yeah that'll be a discussion for another time but i think the one thing that really stood out to me is all of these people were really willing to lean into sort of the darkness or the difficult things that that were stirred as a result of the transition, whether that was relational things with you know people they'd been in a relationship with or just the internal struggles and wounds and and things that it hit on that are just unpleasant things to have to experience sadness, you know, anger bitterness, all of these things that sort of just naturally well up in the human spirit. They've had to sit down and instead of running away from those things, I would I, I think a common denominator is that everyone allowed themselves to experience them, but not just on their own, but really brought the Lord into some of those dark, hard places. And there's, there's really no such thing as an easy transition. Like every transition, every person that we talk to there was an element of, even in the best possible situations, even when it was their decision to leave and make that transition. Right. It's still hard. It's still hard. There's parts of that that's hard. But but to what you're saying is to lean into some of the hard. Don't put your head in the sand and avoid it, that there's fruit that comes from the leaning in. Right. And as a result of the leaning into that, there was transformation, I think, an internal and a spiritual emotional transformation that the Lord was able to use to prepare them for the next step, which in most cases of all the people we talked to actually turned out to be another kind of ministry, maybe not in a church, but I mean, everybody we talked to, everybody is are out there doing good things for the kingdom of God, um, working to help people, to bring the gospel to people just in a different capacity than maybe they saw themselves doing it before the transition. Yeah. And and we have to maybe clarify that like in ministry outside of the walls of the church, in some cases, not, yeah. not every case, um, or they, they might be in a nonprofit situation, but really, I, I think for the most part, um, they might be in construction, um, but see themselves in ministry. They might be business right. coaches, but they see themselves in ministry. And that ministry piece has not left them. Yes. I, I almost think that, uh, there's been everyone had sort of an expansion of what the definition of ministry That's is, cool. yeah. expanded their perspective and view of what ministry is and how, you know, I think when people think about going into full time ministry, typically what they think about is going into a church type setting. Mm-hmm. But certainly that's not the only way to reach people and affect people for the kingdom of God. The, these conversations really cemented in the the fact for me, and it has to do with what, what you're just talking about, about the leaning in. But um, you know, we, we often talk it, when we're working with somebody who is in transition, we talk about the exodus out of Egypt and that the, Walter Brueggemann, he, he talks about these seasons of the soul. And he, he wrote an incredible book called uh, the, the Psalms as a metaphor. Um, and and he he talks about this the three seasons of orientation when everything is great and there's psalms that speak to being in the courts of the Lord but then you can go from orientation to disorientation it feels like the rug has been pulled out from underneath you all of a sudden you find yourself in the wilderness 
longing for the promised land. And and the interesting thing, I think, about the, the leaning into the painful and the hard parts, it really is that kind of 40-year gap in the middle. It is that wilderness peace. Yeah. And when you're in that spot, it's the one spot you don't want to be in. You either want to go back to Egypt or you want to get to the promised land, but just get me out of the current spot that I'm in. And I know for our experience and for many of the people that we're talking to, uh, there is fruit that comes from and there's relationship with Jesus that is forged in that wilderness season. Well, and that was part of the point of the Israelites wandering in the desert, right? Is that they had to learn how to depend on God in that season. They had to develop a relationship with him over that period of time. And it's no different, I think, in the seasons of transition that we all experience today. And, and I think that, that that process, it requires surrender. It requires, <laughs> I think maybe... I. I know that for me, maybe you know this. Have you ever noticed this about me that I might be just a little bit controlling? I need to have, you know, <laughs> I just, I need to have control over my situation. And what we want is a guaranteed outcome, right? Give me, give me this solution. I Just tell me what the next step is going to be and what it'll feel like and what it will go like, what, what will that experience and process be? And, and then I'm willing to take the next step. Um, but we're not assured that in, in the kingdom and, and in our relationship with God, we are called to just take that next step by faith. And that control piece is something that I think a lot of us in ministry, we have to coming out of ministry or going to the next phase of ministry, we have to let go of that and, and really surrender. God, I don't know what that next step is, uh, but I'm going to trust that you do. Yes. And I think that's key too to all these guests we had is that they did keep that question before the Lord. And there was a sense that the Lord was with them in the transition, not that God had left them and abandoned them to it. That was not their perspective. Or maybe they had to wrestle through that aspect of it a little bit, but they remained connected to the Lord throughout the transition. And through that, God was able to mold them, move them, and bring them to whatever he had for them in their next season of life. Yeah. And then and one of the things that we talked about just in in thinking about what we wanted to say here was that that led them that next season led them to be in a place where they were able to pay it forward, um that they were able to give something back, that they had this keen sense that um going through that experience, they had a deeper level of a, a gift um, to be able to give somebody and to be able to say, I've been through this. I understand what heartache can feel like, and I'm willing to walk with you in whatever it is that you're going through. And the place that they find themselves in, whether they're running a business or they're in a business or whether they're in a nonprofit ministry, whatever that is, um, there's a greater capacity that they maybe didn't have before to be able to serve others in a place of brokenness. Totally. Yeah. Um, why do you think that these stories that we're listening to, the, the conversations that we're capturing, uh, why does this story matter? Why, why do these stories need to be told? Well, I think that they offer hope to some people who are listening who are either in the middle of a transition or they've just gone through a transition or maybe they're even thinking about transitioning out but haven't taken a step to do it, or, or maybe they're listening and knowing they need to transition someone out um, and haven't done it yet. Um, I think that a lot of times I know for us and for you, when you were in the middle of transition, 
you really needed voices of hope that said, hey, it's going to be okay. Like there will be life on the other side. And I think the beauty of these stories is that they communicate a lot of hope, that there is something good and godly and fulfilling and beautiful on the other side, even if it doesn't feel like it right that minute. Yeah. And I think that that hope piece is the part that it's, it, it's the byproduct. I, I don't know if we got into this thinking like, well, these are the conversations. This is exactly what they're going to look like. And this is how it's going to serve the audience. Uh, but I do think that one thing that we intentionally were hoping for was hope. Um, that we would be able to, as we're talking to people in pastoral transitions who are in that process, I wanted a place to be able to send them and say, hey, I know that you're feeling um, some intense feelings right now. I know that you're you're in the midst of it. Um, why don't, before we can have our, our next conversation, or if we couldn't get time on, on the calendar for another week um, to go listen to the podcast. And people have always responded and said, like, it's been so helpful. Like, it, it's exactly what I needed. I needed some hope. Um, well, I, yeah. I would say the next, the next piece to that is, um, it's sort of, I think it's helped to be an antithesis to isolation because I think that most pastors and families coming out of ministry, a common theme that we heard was that they tend to feel very isolated. So I think it's important for pastors and families to know, like you are not alone. Yep. And sadly, if there's one thing, you know, sort of on the negative that we've learned after listening to all of these stories is that this is certainly not an uncommon problem yeah. and that there are many out there who have been in the same shoes and know exactly how it feels to be sort of brutally to have your time in a church or a ministry ended in a in a in a, in a capacity that feels sort of brutal and heartbreaking as opposed to life-giving so i think giving hope and helping listeners maybe not to, to know that they're not alone. Yeah. And that runs the the gamut from being told that you can't say anything about this, uh, right? right? Like yes. there's, we've heard some of those stories of like leadership just saying- Please keep uh, this a secret. <laughs> yeah. Um, we're, this is the change that's coming up. Don't tell anybody for the next three months. And now, not only do they have the anticipatory grief of I'm going to be coming out of my position, but I don't actually have a community to share it with. Like, what am I going to do with this too? really being kicked out of the community um, and not being allowed to be back. And that's not right. the case for every one of them. But that isolation, when it's not addressed, when we don't handle these these transitions well, um, you know, why this story matters is there are pastors who've come out of ministry and taken their lives. Right. Uh, there are really sad stories of of pastors who have come out of ministry and walk in, walked out on their faith, uh, walked out on Jesus, walked out on Christian community, became jaded and upset and, and turned their back. And, and, and I can see it. Like I, I, there, there were moments coming out of my own where I just thought like, why am I trying so hard to make this whole thing work? Uh, it would just be easier just to leave it all behind, like leave it, leave, leave everything. Um, and so we need these, these infusions of hope to be able to say, no, no, keep going, um, endure, run the race, don't give up. We're coming alongside you. We're going to make it. Yes. Yeah. And also the importance of being honest and vulnerable about those thoughts and feelings and knowing it's okay to have those thoughts and feelings and that you're not alone in feeling them. And then, you know, be encouraged to continue to surrender those feelings over to the Lord to let him do what only he can do there. Yeah. 
We want to share a story with you. Um, this is one of our friends that has gone through the process with pastoral transitions. Uh, we met him and we're just going to call him Pastor X. Uh, we met him about a year ago. Um, and it was actually about this time, December of last year, when uh, the elder board, the leadership at his church was trying to make a decision about what's next. Um, are we going to make our year-end budget? And if we don't, this is a situation, this is a next step that we're going to have to take. And unfortunately, uh, Pastor X was um, let go in, in January, February of this last year. And I want you to just hear uh, what it was like for him coming out and what that process was like with pastoral transitions and where he has landed. So listen to this. It's a great testimony and gives us a lot of hope that what we're doing is helpful. Yeah, it was one year ago that, um, you know, little did I know that I'd be entering a time of transition. Um, I was a uh, executive pastor at a church and the church was going through some budget, having some budget issues and, you know, got to the point where they just were not able to fund uh, the staff as they had it at that time. And so I was informed that I was going to be let go and it, it really did come out of the blue. And so, you know, again, little did I know that this was going to be happening. And so it kind of put me in a state of shock and, and it, you know, I felt a lot of anxiousness and concern and just precariousness as I didn't know what the future held, you know. And so one great thing the church did do was provide me with, um, you know, they had the foresight to see that that time of transition uh, and that navigation uh, would, would need help, that I would need some help. And so they uh, got in touch with pastoral transitions and then allowed me to get in touch with pastoral transitions. And really from, gosh, it was a good four-month period or so where pastoral transition just really walked beside me. And with each conversation and each action step that came from each conversation, I felt a huge amount of peace. I felt a ton of relief um, because I really did feel at the time that there was a really high degree of urgency and that, you know, the clock was kind of ticking. And I didn't know, what, again, the, what the future held. I didn't know if I'd be staying in pastoral ministry, if I'd be getting out of it. At, you know, who knew? And I just need someone to help me um, steer the ship in the right direction. And the the resources that Pastoral Transition gave me were huge to, to, to navigate, to do exactly that, to navigate that transition. Uh, they helped me with my resume. They helped me with sort of my interview skills. They helped me with... Um, you know, they provided a counselor to help me through sort of those moments where I was experiencing a lot of worry and, and concern. Um, and so it really gave me the tools to, to, one, know how to put my best foot forward at these interviews and, and really prepare myself for those interviews and, and again, put my best uh, foot forward uh, for these potential positions that were kind of coming my way. Um, they gave me the tools to do that, and that was huge. They gave me the confidence, you know, they reminded me that God has a plan. And uh, it was comforting to know that they'd helped many people before through this very same kind of season. So I just felt a lot of confidence, a lot of peace, and I don't think I would have felt those things had I not had pastoral transition, transition. So that was great. Um, that was great. I think 
you know, there was a moment where um, I realized what the next uh, job, what what the next job was going to be for me, and the excitement I felt was, um, you know, magnified by the by the team at Pastoral Transitions when they when I got the job and got the offer, they were so excited for me, and it, so it really felt like a great team effort. And so here I am at a at a in a great position, really a lifelong. Uh, dream kind of position for me. Um, I'm at, um, and uh, I'm in a pastoral position, so I get to continue pastoral ministry. And um, gosh, I just couldn't have got here without pastoral transitions. I was, you know, at a time of uncertainty, people aren't at their best. And I didn't feel like I was at my best. And so pastoral ministry helped me get back there to a place where I could be confident again. I could believe in myself again. I could trust that God had something again. And um, as a result, was able to interview and get this job that I'm in now. And again, I'm just super happy. It's a great church. It's a great position. Like I said, it's a dream a position that I've always wanted. And um, so again, I, I just couldn't be more thankful that at how things turned out and could be more thankful for pastoral transitions to help me along the way and get me to where I'm at today. That's what we would call a success story. That That is when we started pastoral transitions that was the outcome that we wanted. And it's not that Pastor X went from losing his position in a church and got another church position. We're not trying to keep people in pastoral roles, um, though if that's the direction and that's where they feel called as we're going through that transition process, that's great. But success is that they don't feel alone and they have direction and they have friendship, companionship. Uh, and, and Tools yes. and help yes. to discern what those next steps are, whether that's into a church ministry or whether that's out of, you know, quote, air quote, vocational ministry or whether it's something else. A barista at Starbucks who feels really called to be there or just taking a a break for a season trying to figure out what's next, but staying connected and working through the hard stuff. Right. So that that is the beauty. And that is that is, you know, kudos to the church. Um, for having the foresight and wanting to do it well. And yes, for sure. Kudos to that pastor um, who went through the process, was open and and didn't you know, turn that the help down when it was offered and said, I'm going to go through this. I need help and I, I want to receive this. And so that that is, um, and we have a, a blog that just came out talking about coronations and quiet departures and what do, how can we craft transition in the church kingdom? And talking about, if, if I had a hope for the story we want to tell in 2024, it's that that we would wake up as the church and that we would look at how we do these transitions differently. Um, and, and we often talk about this model of bringing in a new pastor is oftentimes the, the on-ramp to bringing somebody in is a celebrated, beautiful moment. It's like, it's like, the coronation of a king in a kingdom, right? It's also very like spiritualized, right? There's a lot of prayer around it. There's often a search committee, the whole, like often the whole church is sort of involved and kept up to date on the search for the new pastor. Lots of potlucks after church to know them. And yes, it's an exciting time. And I think it's, it tends to be over, maybe over spiritualized. Yeah, well, spiritualized. I, I, I think we're just very intentional about that, right? Like, yes. we want to we want to talk to the spouse. We want to meet the family. We want to like let's get to know everything, and it's a very open process. Uh, and I I liken it to um, 
coronation day in a kingdom in a castle just picture the castle and you know there's bows on on every you know every light post there's flags and bows huh bows <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking tangled right now i don't know why can we watch tangled too? banners maybe yes, banners velvet banners yes right and like all the horses are like decked out and there's the the trumpets and the fanfare and the people are lying down the street wearing their best and they walk the people forward and they they lay hands on on the incoming crew and it's almost like they say i dub thee pastor right yes and it's a beautiful moment and um but but in that same in that same castle in that same kingdom that last day of of dismissal and you're no longer going to be here uh it, you you just see like the sun is not out the birds are not chirping the horses are you know in the stalls and they the stalls need to be mocked right and all of a sudden you see that that exit out of the kingdom um really is is stark it's it's dark and the the drawbridge closes and you just see a family walking away and that kingdom is moving on with life and they're trying to figure out what's next everyone's trying to figure out what's next and we want to be able to do this different our hope is that maybe instead of this this picture of a castle and the 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 big coronations and all of this that maybe we can look at this as something that we're growing um and in the kingdom we want to look at it like a garden and the garden is something that we care for we care for the soil and the nutrients and the light and the water and sometimes we need to prune and we need to make adjustments but sometimes we do have to make that transplant and take somebody and move them out of this garden into but we that the care that goes into the transplanting to make sure that they thrive in that next season. If you've ever, maybe we'll have our our horticulturalist arborist friend on to just talk about what the, what is that process in transplanting? Because there's a lot of care to make sure that a tree moves from one environment into another and still thrives and lives. Right. I mean, you could completely kill the tree off in the process of transplanting it. Or if you take the steps necessary, you can preserve it so that it's its roots are intact. It still has leaves growing and it's ready to go into new fertile soil, wherever that may be, where it can be planted. If it's planted in the right place, those roots are going to grow deep, maybe even deeper than they were in the original spot it was planted. I mean, theoretically, yeah. yep. yes, if we follow this along, the tree is going to be planted somewhere else ready to grow even Produce bigger. Fruit. Produce yeah. fruit, right? That's what we're supposed to do. So um, that that really is our vision um, for pastoral transitions for the church community and some of the things that we want to be talking about in our next season. And and as we just bring this season to a close and to a wrap, um, if you are a a leader in a leadership position, whether you're on a board of directors, whether that's in a church or nonprofit ministry setting, if it's a Christian education, higher education environment, or even you're just a Christian business owner that you want to honor people well and keep their dignity intact as they might have to lose their their position. We're we're in December. If you're listening to this in December or or any time of the year, uh, we we know that January is new, um, new for many people. There are a lot of transitions that take place, and those decisions may have even like started in November. What are we going to do financially? And this is the plan, but we don't want to do it in November because the holidays are coming up, and that feels really awful to have to let somebody go in December. So we wait till January. And so we want to just urge if you are in a decision-making position and you want to, you need to uh, make the transition, let somebody go. Um, let's do this well. That is our hope. Yes. 
And I think that our other piece is that if you are somebody uh, in a position where you are, that's your, that's your position, you're in vocational ministry, whatever that looks like, and you're, you're feeling burned out, you're coming to the end of the year and you just barely made it through the seven Christmas Eve services mm-hmm. um, and, and the people are driving you crazy or you're just thinking, you know, I, I might be ready for a change. Um, that you don't have to burn the ships, um, that there is a way to be able to come out of ministry and still um, honor the people that you're there for. And and you might not even know what you want to go into. Maybe the fear is what's keeping you in that spot. And what does that transition look like? And so one of the things that we've talked about is um, that to that end, we know that there's there's a lot of folks that come our way that have been let go and don't have any financial backing, don't have any plan. They don't know what they're going to do next. And so we have created a partnership uh, where we're able to receive gifts uh, as a nonprofit um, to be able to help fund transition plans in that roadmap for people who are coming out of ministry and they don't know what's next. And so that's the invitation. This fund would be able to help, for example, like pastors, maybe who are listening right now and knowing know that they need to transition someone out. They want to do it well, but maybe the budget, the church budget isn't there to be able to bring on someone like pastoral transitions to help support the process. Yes. And I, and I say that I'm um, saying that that is our hope is to build that fund up. And it's something that we've just started. So it's not like we're sitting on a pile of cash ready to disperse yes, that yes, come yes. all who are hurting and weary and need out of their position. Um, really, like I, I would say that this message is if you're listening and, and your church is in a place um, or you are in a place individually, or maybe you've gone through the process and it was awful and painful, but you're in a different place now and you have something to give um, and you want to help out financially somebody, a pastor, somebody who has made a difference, or maybe your church is is small and you know that there's something that's coming up and there's a transition um, that maybe your church can take an offering and give towards this transition piece. Uh, but you can go to our website, pastoraltransitions.com, and there's a donate tab and you can make a donation there and, and really be able to be fruitful, help, help somebody who is in that process um, to help them prevent, uh, prevent that loneliness and the isolation. And we get to walk alongside them for over the course of six months to give them clarity in the areas of career and coaching, how to figure out their finances and what am I going to do with my life? And then counseling, not just for them, but their spouse and their family, if that's needed. So it's all good stuff. Yeah. So we just want to say thank you. Uh, thanks to thousands of you who have been listening um, and and for journeying with us. Uh, if you have been listening and you have a story to tell, go to lifeafterministrypodcast.com and scroll towards the bottom and you can fill out a little form that would let us know that you have a story to tell and we'd love to have a conversation with you. Um, And if you know somebody who's in transition, um, just pray that you would share this with them and say that there's hope. There are people who love and care about them and want to see that next season of their life be just as fruitful as the ones that they've had in their past. Amen. Amen. So thank you. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Thanks for listening and shalom.